Well, hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Remember, Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship is at 10. And on Wednesday night, we have the Hour of Power, starting promptly at 6.30. All are welcome. Well, on today's broadcast, you're going to hear part number two of the series entitled The Power to Receive. It is subtitled How to Receive from God. We had a wonderful time today under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We learned, we laughed, we loved, and we just had a dynamic time. And I'm just so thrilled when we receive these times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. We had a great time today. And if you haven't had a chance yet to see the video of today's message, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org and click on the video sermon and look for the message entitled, How to Receive from God. If at all possible, make sure that you watch the video as well as hear the audio message. It's going to bless you richly. Well, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, How to Receive from God. Part number two of the series entitled, The Power to Receive, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right. Luke 4, 17. Remember, we're speaking from the subject of the power to receive. The power to receive. Say that with me, the power to receive. All right. Now we know that and we are fully convinced that God already has everything that we need, that you need, that I need in the earth already. It's already here. Remember, when you need a new job, it's very doubtful that Jesus is going to come down and get a business license and create a job and be the, be the CEO just so that he can hire you in the plant. Right. Very doubtful. He already has a job for you down here, right? Uh, when we need some money, need some finances, he may ask you to sow a seed first, but somebody already down here has the money that you need. It's already down here. When you say, you say, well, you need a friend. Well, the Lord is, uh, is very doubtful that if he's going to get some clay and form it, and breathe life into it and it becomes a living soul just for you to have another friend. He's not going to make another human being. He's already done that with Adam and Eve. No, there's somebody for you already here in the earth, right? If you're asking God for healing, Jesus is not, I would say he's not going to hang back on the cross again or he's not going to allow people to beat his back again. No, he's already purchased the healing for you. It's already done. Yes, Everything you need is already here. Are you hearing me? But the problem has been that the Lord has already paid for it. He's, he's already put it here for us. The problem has been in our receiving of it. We have failed to receive the things that he has already provided. So to that end, we're in this series in this series, the power to receive. And we're going to deal with the hindrances of receiving because the Lord, uh, he has the faucet, as we said before, he has the faucet turned all the way on. It's up full blast. 
And we're at the other end, we could say, of the water hose, but there are only a few drops coming out. Yes. Is there something wrong with the house or something wrong with the water street? No. We need to go and find the knot. Find where it's knotted. If you unknot that, and then the water just sprays on out. Isn't that correct? So, you already have everything you need. Jesus already said, and we may get this. Uh, as a matter of fact, go ahead and go to John 19. I want you to see this. John 19, verse 30. We're going to come back to Luke, Luke 4. But right now, go to John 19, verse 30. I want you to see this. He has already made a way, already purchased some things for you. Remember, he said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Already done it. Already done it. it. It's already done. And when he finished his course in this earth, he made this statement. And uh, as he was hanging on the cross in John 19:30, it says, When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Amen. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He said, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I did it. Everything that he came to give us, he said, I'm done. It's done. The abundant life, healing, deliverances, uh, peace. Remember, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. So if we're carrying worry today, we can't look up to Jesus. We need to find the knot that's in the holes. Where is the knot? Where is the hindrance in the holes? Now, to that end, we go back also to Luke, Luke 4. Now, once you keep that in your mind, Jesus said, it's finished. I did it. I've completed my assignment. Jesus did not do an incomplete work. The work that he came to do, he finished it. We know some people that are not finishers in this life. They may start something, and who knows if they'll get to finish it or not. But Jesus started it, and he finished it. The scripture says he is the author and finisher of our faith of our faith so he started and he finished it he said it's done it's settled in heaven it's settled in heaven turn to your neighbor and tell him it's settled in heaven i'm telling you oh today this is such a blessed day i see thousands i'm telling you it's already settled now we need to know one of the reasons that we do not receive is because we don't know what we are receiving and luke 4 uh, verse 17 through 21 tells us a good picture of some of the things that we are receiving. Now, we've gone through a little bit of this on last week. I'm just going to do just a tiny bit of recapping, and then we're going to some hindrances. Some, uh, we're going to find some, what, find some things that are knotting up our holes. Because, again, we are fully convinced once the knot is removed, the power is going to flow. Once the knot is removed, the power is going to flow. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. If we have, even if we have a lamp stand here, light bulb is working just fine. And we say it's plugged in. And if you plugged in that, you know that light bulb is good, you know lamp is good, and you plug it in. If it doesn't come on, you will first of all check the power. You may want to plug something else into it and see if that's working. Well, if that's not working, then you go to the fuse box and say, hey, maybe the fuse is blown. Okay? But once you know the plug is working... And you know the bulb is working. It must be the connection. And once we repair the connection, put those two wires back together, either, either solder them or duct tape them, electrical tape them or something, once you get them back together, the light is going to come on. What are we saying? The power is already on. 
and the light bulb is working. We've got to repair the connection. So say with me, Lord, help me to repair the connection. In Jesus' name, reveal to me the hindrances that are in my life. Help me unknot the holes that I may receive all that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So in this atmosphere, we're in an atmosphere now. God will reveal to you some things if you're open and receptive. And I thank God, God that you are. He, in this atmosphere, he will reveal to you uh, different knots or show you where the line is broken so that you may repair it. This is one of the awesome things. Uh, one of the awesome reasons why the Lord has us in this series because he says, I got it for you. I've already made it for you. I've already made a way for you to have this thing. And, and that's on this side. And on the other side, we're whining and complaining why we don't have it. God said, I've already done it. Uh, do I need to call that man back out again who gave me that a minute ago? I'll call him back out here. <laughs> he said, he's our, God said he already provided it for you. He's already made a way for you. But we're on this other side whining why we don't have it. There is a broken connection. Some of you were expecting somebody to come out from over there. <laughs> that's good. You see it about through the eyes of faith. That's really good. I'm telling you. This is kingdom rock, baby. And so we see. That means I did my job well. That's very good. All right. So, but the Lord already has it here. We just got to find the broken part of the wire. Or find the knot in the hose. And under this anointing, under this covering, the Lord will reveal it to you by his spirit. He will reveal to you what it is. And then once that is taken care of, everything that you have been needing, that is still there, will begin to flow to you freely. And you want a free flow. Okay? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So I'm thankful. So what are the, some of the things that we're going to receive? And uh, Luke four seventeen it says, And there was delivered unto him uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to what? Preach the gospel to the who? To the poor. We found that out uh, last week that one of the first hindrances is we're not poor. Not talking about financially, or, um, but we're talking about, remember, the poor are those who have an open heart ready to receive. They're looking to receive, looking to get. They know that they don't have it, but they're looking to receive it. Remember, in the, the contrast to the word poor is rich. Well, the person says, I already have it. I don't need that. Thank you. You can give it to somebody else. God said, I got something for you. But because you think you're rich, you won't receive it. The poor were also those that were humble, that were here again, open and ready to receive. So I pray that, that, um, uh, that we are in that place where we are humble and ready to receive. It is to that group of people that Jesus came to preach to. All right. He came to preach the gospel to the poor. Uh, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He said, I got a broken heart today. Well, Jesus was sent. He came to heal it. And remember, he said, it's finished. Uh, to preach deliverance to the captive, you need some deliverance. Jesus said what? 
It's finished. And recovering of sight to the blind. Physically blind, spiritually blind. Those that cannot see, those that need direction in life. Jesus said, it's finished. It's finished. He said, I've given you the road map. I've already ordered your steps. It's finished. It's finished. Check the connection. Turn the name and tell him, check the connection. Hallelujah. All right, he said to, uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised. It's finished. Verse 19, I want to bring this out. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This was a year of general release of all debts and obligations. Uh, bond man and bond woman or slaves of lands and possessions. Uh, which had been sold from the families uh, and tribes to which they belonged. This was the year of release and restoration. Release and restoration. Not only of sins, because we know that the Lord Jesus, when he shed his blood upon the cross, uh, that wiped out our sin debt. Hallelujah. His blood wiped it all away. But we can also receive this this. Uh, year of the Lord or the Jubilee as the word also declares it we can also receive this Jubilee uh, financially as well we can receive this that he came to release me of my debts he came that I would owe no man but to love him so the Lord said it's finished it's done I came to do it he said he came to preach it he came to proclaim the year of the Lord freedom of debts freedom from debts and freedom uh, from obligations of uh, these unnecessary obligations in our lives and freedom uh, to uh, restore he came to restore uh, lost connections lost things he came to restore so if there are some broken relationships in your life uh, if if there are things that have been taken away from you he came to restore them he came to restore say say with me he did that for me he did it for me all right now let's look i want you to see this here and we'll stay here for the remainder of the day there's so much i i need to give you today let's go to the book of mark mark six mark six are you getting anything out of this so far i know the clock is always ticking mark six but sometimes you got to give a little time some of the reasons why people don't receive, especially in the altar call, since if I have done, I'm not sure how many altar calls, how many prayer meetings, how many times I've laid my hands upon individuals and they've received healing. I've told you about some, uh, just a few cases a moment ago. But I've noticed that the reason why some do not receive uh, in an altar call setting and really in life is because they're tense. You can't receive when you're frustrated. You can't receive when you're, uh, when you're trying to fight. You got, you're going to have to relax. You're going to have to relax. I've known people when they come to the altar for prayer and they believe in the Lord for something. And then they, I begin to lay hands or have my hand up and they start saying, Oh, please, Jesus. Oh, please, please, Lord. Please, 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 Lord. Doubt pleads and begs. Faith rejoices and thanks. Okay? Doubt pleads and begs. You're pleading, plead, 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 because you really don't believe it. If I had a $100 bill in my hand, in my pocket right here, 
Now, if I, would call, if I were to call you down here to receive this, to receive this $100 bill that I have, to receive this $100 bill, if I were to call you down here, and if you get down here to receive this $100 bill and you stand here and go, oh, please, 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 please. If I called you down here to give it to you and I told you that it is yours, why are you going to stand here and beg me and, and plead for me? All you got to do is just open your hand and receive it. Or come up with Thanksgiving. Oh, thank God I got me a $100 bill. Thank the Lord I got it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Come up with Thanksgiving because you know. That it belongs to you. Who I want to give this to? Here you go. Bless the Lord. There you go. You got it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? All right. So we come up with the spirit of thanksgiving uh, when we when it's time to receive. With thanksgiving, we're not fighting against. We're not begging and pleading. Remember, doubt begs and pleads, but faith is in thanksgiving and it's joyful and you can rest when you're in faith you can rest you know another hindrance is when we think we're in faith and when we are not if you say that you are in faith and you cannot rest you're not in faith are you hearing there's a dear woman uh who uh was in her prayer closet and she had something very important going on on the outside some sort of uh meeting or festival they were having on the outside under an open in an open area and she was in her prayer closet and she prayed earnestly oh god oh god oh god please don't let it rain oh god oh god please don't let it rain please don't let it rain thank you in jesus name amen and she came out of that closet reached for her umbrella and she walked out the door are you hearing what i'm saying you think you're in faith, but are you really? Okay. Mark 6, great example of this, and we'll close out here in just a moment. Mark, the sixth chapter, uh, verse number one. It says, And when he uh, went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. Now it says, From thence, because he came out from thence. What's the from thence? If you look at Mark, the fifth chapter, this is where uh, the Lord raises Jairus's daughter from the dead. Amen. This is where uh, he heals the woman of the issue of blood right there. This is where the people were thronging him trying to get a touch. Are you hearing mighty miracles when he came from thence, when he came from all the mighty miracles where everybody's saying his name, everybody's just applauding. He came from thence, came to his own country. Verse number two, and when the, the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter's? Or rather, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and, uh, and of Judah and um, Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were what? Offended at him. Say the word offended. offended. Say it one more time. Offended. One more time. Offended. Okay, one more time. Offended. offended. Okay. 
at him. And Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. In other words, a prophet has honor everywhere else except in his own country, among his own kinfolk, and in his own house. Okay? These are the people that are familiar with you. They think they, uh, we can say, they, these are people that are familiar with your flesh. With your flesh. These are people that may smell the bad breath when you wake up in the morning. These are people may, that may see you walk around in your bathrobe. Huh? In your own house. Your own kin. Those that went to elementary school with you. Those who went to high school with you. Folks that say, I know you. I know you in your own country, those that have been around. He said in verse number five, and he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hand upon a few sick folk and healed them. Mm -mm -mm. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about the villages teaching. Now, that same verse uh, in Matthew thirteen fifty eight, you can make a note of that. Matthew thirteen fifty eight. It says, "And he did not many works there because of their unbelief." Now here is a clear picture of the lampstand and the plug again. The power was there, and people in his own hometown needed miracles too, just like the next town over. They need to hear from God, too, just like the next town over. There were plenty of people that had major sicknesses in that town as well. But they didn't get all their needs met because they were offended at him. They didn't have a problem with God. They didn't have a problem with the church, so to speak. They had a problem with him. They had a problem with his flesh. Hmm? The answer is right there in your face, but you got a problem with the flesh, a problem with the vehicle, the vessel that God is using to get it to you. Amen. This is one reason that we cannot receive because you've got a problem with the flesh. Hallelujah. Now, how many times have we seen, I've, I've, uh, we've gone out and some of you have seen, we, we've gone out in other places and, and miracles ring out from left to right. People are, are, are running around the room and they are just falling out and receiving. And we get back home sometime and we hear the uh, grasshoppers. Chirp, 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 whatever they do, you know, the cricket thing. All right. So it's so quiet. But when you get over somewhere else outside of your own country, why? Because they don't know. But the same power is there. Remember, Jesus left from there to here. Same person, same God, same wisdom, same might is available. But they were offended because of his flesh. Check up and see if you're offended. Check up and see if you're offended. If you are even, even your spiritual leaders, even your pastor, praise the Lord, check up and see, because if you're looking at the flesh, you won't receive the miracle. Hallelujah. And even in the home with the anointing, there's an anointing on the father. There's an anointing on daddy. Hallelujah. God has placed the man as the priest of the home. But you can be offended, children can be offended at parents, offended at daddy for something. 
Hallelujah. But God said, I've given the power there, but I have a problem with the flesh. Well, then you won't receive the answer that God put there. There's an anointing on the, on the father. There's an anointing on the husband. Hallelujah. Children, there's an anointing on mama to pray and intercede for the children. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's tight, but it is right. And so the anointing is there, but they couldn't receive because they were offended by the vessel. Now, the Bible also says, and, and like we said there in, in um, Matthew 13, 58, that he said he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Now, unbelief has two stages. One, as in when the Lord Jesus was uh, ministering to the man who had the, uh, the, the son that was possessed by the devil. He said, Lord, I believe, but what? Help my, help my unbelief. Meaning, my heart is open and I really want to fully believe, but I see all this other information, all these other negatives are warring against my mind. Help me in the battle to overcome these obstacles in my mind because I really do want to believe. Okay, that's the first side of unbelief. The second side of unbelief is what they were in here in Nazareth. In other words, they had all of the truth in front of them. They knew what Jesus could do. They've heard about what Jesus could do. But still, they refused to believe what he could do because of their offense. Unbelief is also when you refuse to believe. And even the word offense means really to shut someone or something out. When you're offended with someone, you don't even want them to touch you. I wonder why I can't get no talking here. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't come around me. You have made that individual an enemy. I'm offended. I don't want to hear anything from you. So when Jesus comes into town, they were offended. They shut him out. You're not getting in my heart. I'm not going to receive anything that you have from me. They needed miracles too, but they shut him out. Hallelujah. Okay, let's look at these at our holes again. Are you offended with someone that has your answer? Hallelujah. Are you shutting someone out that has something for you? Because you won't receive it. Are you hearing? I'm trying to help you today. Because I love you. And the Lord wants you to have everything that you were meant to receive from him. Everything that you need, everything that you've been praying for, everything that you've been crying out for is already available to you. Already available to you. And even in the in respects of husband and wife, uh, the Lord says, hey, husband and wife, you got to get it together. Because if you don't, then your prayers can be hindered. Your prayers can be hindered. That can knot up your holes. That can break the connection. So what we need to do is to move quickly and expeditiously, so to speak, and find these loose connections. Find these things. The Lord even talks about when we bring our offerings before the Lord. We bring your offerings here to church. He says, if you, when you bring it here, if you find that, uh, you, that someone has something against you, 
He says, leave your offering. Don't take it with you. Leave it there. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what the word say. Leave your gift there. Go and reconcile to your brother. Go and get it wrong. I'd rather get it right. Praise God. Go and get it right with him or her. And then come back and present thy gift. Hallelujah. So these are things here again that can hinder us from receiving from God. Many people are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit got here on the day of Pentecost. He made his appearance, so to speak, on the day of Pentecost. He's here. Hallelujah. We don't need to pray, God, send the Holy Ghost down. Send the Holy Ghost down. He said, what? I'm right here. I'm right here. We're having problem receiving. Hallelujah. Disobedience is also a hindrance, is also a hindrance to receiving from the Lord when we just flat out disobey. In Isaiah 1 verse 19 it says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You'll eat it. There are some areas in our lives really where we are just flat out disobedient. Where there is something that is so good to the flesh we say, God, oh, help me, God, help me. I want to get rid of this, but, you know, I don't want to get rid of this. I want to stop it, but I don't want to stop it. So we need to say, God, help me. Give me the desire to release this. Are you hearing? God can do the impossible because there can be some things that can be rooted so deeply in our flesh that, you know, it, it's kind of in a gray area. It's kind of in gray, and I'm not sure what your, what your thing is. Uh, but when God releases you from it, when you, when you vote with him, when you say, Oh God, okay Lord, you want it out of me, I want it out of me, kind of want it out of me. Help me Lord, help me to want to get it out of me, praise the Lord. I can't see it, you know, getting it out, but you can and you want me to do it, so let's talk about it. Come, let's, the Lord said, come, let's reason together. Come on and reason with me, Lord. Come on and reason with me. Come on and reason with me. Hallelujah. Whether now, in the case of lust, let me tell you this. I know it. I know, brother. I know. (laughs) He's being honest. Thank God. Thank God. In the case of lust, lust gets so deeply rooted on the inside of you. So deeply rooted that it seems difficult to get it out. The roots are far in us. And when we see certain things or hear certain things, it begins to well up within us and it begins to bear fruit. But here's the thing. It has to get out because the Bible is very clear when it says that that we are drawn away by lust and enticed carried away by lust and enticed carried away now it doesn't have to be be for flesh it can be for money or other things like that lust is simply a strong desire we can be carried away and enticed now i looked at that the other night the lord began to show that to me when you're walking your feet is on the your feet are on the ground right but when somebody or when something scoops you up and carries you 
right? When they carry you, <laughs> you are no longer under your own power, right? That's the danger. You're out of control. That thing now has you under control. It scooped you up and now is carrying you. This has happened to a lot of uh, televangelists. This has happened to coaches and this and that and the other. When that lust was unrestrained, when they didn't get rid of it, when they had the time and the grace to get rid of it. And then here comes the enemy with that, uh, I kind of look at it like, a, you know, that, that ski lift. People go on the mountain and they wait for the thing to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just scoops them up and takes them on up. Right? Hallelujah. It carries. And we are enticed. So, but this can also be a hindrance to our receiving from the Lord. Let's do just a couple more and then we'll close out. So as we said, the bad part of the uh, unforgiveness is when we see all the truth, we see all the evidence, but we still refuse to believe it. The children of Israel could not promise, could not uh, rather cross over into the promised land, at least the first time, because of their unbelief. In Hebrews 3, 19, they could not enter because of their unbelief. They saw God's miracles in Egypt. They saw God bring water out of rocks. They saw how he wiped out Pharaoh. They had seen a lot. They saw God on a mountain. I mean, with fire and all that stuff. Afraid. They saw all of that. And when they got over there to the edge of the promised land, they couldn't go in because they refused to believe that God could take care of that. It's not they didn't have evidence. They had plenty of evidence, but they refused to believe it. And it kept them where they were. Hallelujah. Let me give you a couple of more. So when that word hits you, you can say, ouch. That's good. Because when it does... That means we're getting a kink out of the hose. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And every kink you get out of the hose, the more water will flow. Praise God. More miracles and deliverances we will see. Praise God. I want to see them all. In 1 Kings seven nineteen, you can make a note of that. 1 Kings seven nineteen. It says this. The Lord answered the man of God and said now behold if the Lord shall make windows in heaven might such a thing be and he said behold thou shalt see it with thine eyes but not rather but shall not eat thereof okay here is when uh, the prophet Elijah has just spoken and said tomorrow the whole family is going to be over and things are going to change it's going to be great this captain of the guard said, no, it's not going to happen. He couldn't receive it because uh, he also refused to believe, but he had no expectation of a miracle. He didn't expect God to do anything. All he was doing was focusing on the circumstance. That's all. He didn't expect God to do anything. No expectation will stop up your holes. No expectation. You're not even expecting God to do anything. There's no hope there. There's no hope of favorable change. We got to expect God to move. Wake up every morning and hop out of bed, clap your hands together and say, 
hmm, this is going to be a great day and God's going to do great things in my life. Hallelujah. He's going to turn the table for me. Thank God Almighty. This is going to be a great day. I expect great things to happen today. Are you hearing? Low expectation or no expectation can hinder you from receiving from God. Hallelujah. Oh, there is so much more we can get to today. So much more. And I, I do pray that the Lord will begin to show you where the kinks are in the holes. Where the bricks are in the connection. Because I'm telling you, just as we showed you a moment ago, everything that you need, everything that you need is right, uh, is right here. Through the eyes. There it is. God has already supplied, it ev- already supplied everything that you need. Believe him for it. Trust him. Hallelujah. Don't let this thing go by. Don't let this time go by. Don't let it go by. Because he's already supplied it for you. Say with me. He's already supplied it. He's already done it. Now look up toward heaven and say, Father... Show me the break. Show me the kink in the hose. Reveal it to me. Now give me the grace and the strength, the courage that I will need to get this thing fixed. That your blessings may flow in my life without any hindrance, without any obstruction. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Praise God. We'll stop right there. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Come on. We can do better than that. Oh, he's magnificent. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Woo. He's wonderful. Oh, let me. Oh, oh, oh. Let, let me tell you what I just saw. I just saw the Lord working with you, removing some kinks by himself. I just saw him uh, unknotting some things already for you. As you go in that direction, he's working with you. Hallelujah. You need to receive that now. You need to receive that. You need to receive that God is working on your behalf right now. You need to receive it. In the name of the Lord. Shoo. Shoo. Don't dwell in, don't dwell in unbelief. Don't dwell in unbelief. Hallelujah. Don't dwell in unbelief. You need to receive it. You need to receive that. You need to receive that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I look for more testimonies next week from you as to what the Lord is going to do in your life. I look for some more uh, miracle testimonies and financial testimonies. You don't have to give an amount. Hallelujah. But come on and give God the praise for it. Hallelujah. 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 I expect it. I expect unexpected income. Say with me. I expect unexpected income. I expect gifts. Refunds. Rebates. Dividends. Promotions. Increases. Pentecostal handshakes. Any way you can get it to me, Lord. I expect it. I expect miracles. Favor. I expect it. I expect you to use me in unusual ways. I expect it in Jesus' name. 
Now, come on, give God another hand of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Say with me, I expect things to change. I expect them to change now. I expect that I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I am the lender and not the borrower. I expect to be debt free. In Jesus' name. Uh, come on, give him another hand of praise. Give him another hand of praise. Ah, oh, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah. 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 Shoo. I expect to hear the testimonies from our children in the classrooms. I expect to hear the testimonies from those of you that are going on the job. and that, I expect to hear the testimonies of what God is doing. Financially, spiritually, miracle-wise, just let it flow through. I thank the Lord for it. All right. If there's anyone in the house today that uh, does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, uh, I want you to come down now so that we can pray with you. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.